0: Hello, my name is Dave Gonzalez, and I haven't read any of the books in George R. R. Martin's The Song of Ice and Fire.
1: I'm Joanna Robinson. I've read every book in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire.
0: And I'm Neil Miller, and I have also read all of those books. We are headed back to Westeros to cover the Game of Thrones spin-off series, House of the Dragon.
1: We'll be answering your questions, so send us a raven at trialbycontent
0: at gmail.com. Take some bread and salt and join us Thursdays on the Trial by Content feed, and don't worry, you're safe. The Reigns of Castamere hasn't even been written yet.
1: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
2: Hello and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell.
3: And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with tons of relationship news. Netflix's Purple Hearts,
2: and Tom Brady on The Masked Singer. Nice delivery. That was good.
3: Thanks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. We swear this relationship news just like comes to us.
4: We don't mean to check in with this every single week, but (laughs) things keep happening. It's cuffing season, right? It's like the beginning of cuffing season. (laughs) People are making up and breaking up and making big decisions. (laughs) Exactly.
2: So let's check in (laughs) with relationship news, starting with the biggest one. Another week of JLo fan content. Go ahead, Amelia.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so this week she wore three different custom made Ralph Lauren dresses for their Georgia wedding. And, you know, obviously I get on the JLo, not to out Kaya, but she now gets it too. So we've got two (laughs) people on this podcast <laughs> get <Forget> that. <laughs> so we're covered because remember, I get also on my personal email. But right. Anyway, um, <laughs> so she wrote simply, this is all she wrote on her, on the JLo newsletter. The dresses were dreamy. Thank you, Ralph Lauren with a white heart emoji. And then she had pictures of the dresses and, and the sketches and stuff. But anyway, Ralph Lauren, He detailed further in a press release, release. there was one dress and it was a handkerchief wedding gown with a turtleneck column, which I think is the dress that she wore for the ceremony itself. Mm. And it had a a dramatic ruffle hem made over 100 hand-cut handkerchiefs and 500 meters of fabric, which is and it was attached awesome. by hand. So, yeah, crazy. Wow. Uh, dress number two, which I think a lot of people are talking about as well, is a chandelier pearl gown adorned with thousands of cascading pearls. It took 30 artisans that uh, who worked 700 hours to embroider <gasps> it with micro pleats of silk tool tiny pearl embellishments, and Swarovski crystals.
2: These crazy. people, as you're we talking about how quickly this came together, these people were working <laughs> Over time, there hasn't even been 700 hours between when they decided to get married and now. Wow, it's so crazy, I know. And then there was a third dress and it was a mermaid silhouette with a keyhole neckline
3: embellished with, again, Swarovski crystals of various shapes and sizes and shades of white. And it was complete with a full skirt topped with an organza. Overlay was very beautiful. So that's what we're getting there. And then quickly, I just want to say that Casey Affleck was not there but made an Instagram post about it so okay great <laughs> and then Kevin Smith the director <laughs> you know have you guys seen photos of him where he has that signature pose that he does where he's just like yeah <laughs> And he was doing that again. He was doing that freaking same pose, which, you know, I love it. But um, he was there with his little Jay and Silent Bob co-star guy and their respective wives. And Kevin Smith was like, I was bawling. And I looked up and I saw that Ben was the happiest I've ever seen in my life. The kids are in love, man. Deep fucking crazy love. And I was like, "Okay, cool. Thank you, Kevin Smith. So, yeah. And now they're honeymooning in Italy. So...
2: Can I give a quick shout out to their decor, which stood out to me more than anything else in this Georgia wedding? (laughs) In the best, classiest way, it was like straight out of 2016 Pinterest weddings. Like the amount of like (laughs) cursive, scroll, like love never fails on a wooden plank. I was shocked that this is the aesthetic that JLo likes, but I actually- I kind of appreciate it because, you know, you just like what you like. It doesn't have to be like... It's so true. The rest of her wedding was lavish enough. I liked some of these touches um, because they felt off-brand to
4: me. We know from her tendency to do those bedazzled cups that she does have a Pinterest page, right? Like she has a taste that is like in line with like 2013 Pinterest. (laughs) That's a good point. So that doesn't surprise me that much.
2: That's true. Mm. Should we go to the next biggest wedding that happened? Yes. Okay. To give credit where credit is due. I know none of us, Like, we don't have, like, strong opinions about this couple. Certainly not about the husband. But Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams had one of the most beautiful, like, celebrity weddings I've seen in, like, a bit. And I just had to—it was—there was was a whole spread in Vogue, which was, like, very—it was great for them. Big get for them, yeah. Huge. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they have been engaged for what feels like forever. I think they got engaged in 2019. And they started planning, Mm. like, right then. And then, of course, we all know what happened in the years— Following with like wedding planning and all that. So I got pushed back multiple times, but it finally happened this last weekend in um Solvay, in California. It was at this Vineyard Sunstone mm-hmm. Vineyard, which is the same location that JoJo and Jordan <gasps> Rogers got married um, wow. a couple months ago. So like very popular. Discount. <laughs> yeah, very popular like bachelor location. But what I loved was that Sarah Highland has like a set a network of like very famous celebrity friends, including all of her modern family castmates. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson officiated. And then you had all of Wells' side, which was like Bachelor Nation. And I just love the melding of these two worlds. Yeah. Um, Coming together in the name of love. Amelia, I'm sure, I don't know if you looked at these photos. There's like a lot of familiar faces. I'm looking
4: at them now. They are very
2: beautiful. Was he there? Was who? Chris Chris Harrison? Yes, he was. Oh, with freaking Lauren Zima. Yes. (laughs) Um, So she wore two Vera Wang dresses on her wedding day, both stunning. I just like got it. This is just a really beautiful wedding and not a lot to say besides just happy for them. But if you want to go look at photos, they're everywhere and also in Vogue if you want the full
4: spread. Yeah, he, like a lot, like a lot of pictures in Vogue. Like, Vogue, yeah, there's Vogue did like the write up, and then they just like copied and pasted the full album. Like, yes, <laughs> that's they are very not a detail was missed. Yeah, you can just find yeah. out
2: everything you need to know. Yeah. he
4: really scored. Is
3: he the biggest winner out of the entire Bachelor Nation? Because I think he might be.
2: Maybe I think that's actually he. I can't think of another person who would good for him would compare. Yeah, agreed. Okay, next one, Amelia. Oh my gosh! Okay.
3: Page six is saying that Scott Disick, 39, is now dating Kimberly Stewart, who is 43. And (gasps) I love this. Yes. They've been friends for a long time. Right. Yeah. And they were spotted uh, hanging out. They've been spotted hanging out recently. And I guess there were dating rumors between the two of them back in 2015 after Mm. he split with Courtney. Yeah. But this is age appropriate. For those of you who might not know, Kimberly Stewart is the daughter of Rod Stewart. She was really good friends with Paris Hilton in the '80s. She fell off a motorcycle. Google that. And she also has a daughter by Benicio del Toro. So oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh-huh. So they have kids and maybe they'll meld the families. I don't know. I just, I love this for both of them. I think this is I a great pairing. I love this. This feels right. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Scott said on the show way back when he was like, if I was ever going to settle down... With a woman, like, for real, it would have to be age-appropriate. And here we are. So maybe. Wow. Thank Thank ready. This is it.
3: Thank you. I just, yeah, I think this
4: is great. I'm, I wish them the best of luck. Truly. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. A pro-Scottistic relationship take on T-Time. I never thought I would see the day. There's a first time for everything. You know? It is. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I'm exhausted by the Don't Worry Darling
3: <laughs> press tour. <laughs> And it's the movie. When does the movie come out?
4: Like not until September. Like, it's like a month. It's like September I'm 23rd. I'm so sick of this. Kate. I'm so Ugh. tired. And I'm like the prime demographic and really I'm exhausted. Uh, so Harry Styles was on the cover of Rolling Stone this week. Livvy Wilde uh, did a big feature for Variety. I think she was also on the cover. So it's like, oh, my God, I have to read both of these things and have opinions about them. And there's also a video going around of Harry Styles in a clip from Don't Worry Darling where people are trying to figure out what accent he's doing and no one can tell. So <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> I good. Low expectations <laughs> for the movie, uh, which I actually had said before, for what it's worth. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good. Uh, and I my expectations are slipping further and further. But in terms of relationship news, Harry and Olivia talked about each other without talking about each other, basically. Just like a general overview, Harry talked about how it's hard to date people and sort of know that they're going to run into so much like toxic hate on Twitter. And he's like, you know, on date two, you're like, oh, so by the way, like there's going to be this huge corner of the Internet saying terrible things about you. Don't worry about it. It's not real. Anyway, what do you Mm want to eat? Like he just, Mm -hmm. you know, talked about how it's like. And (laughs) Olivia has, I think, seen more than any other Harry Styles girlfriend I've ever encountered on Twitter. Uh, People just absolutely hate her. Um, so there was a lot of that he talked about, you know, he said some stupid stuff that people weren't in love with about, you know, playing a gay man in the movie. And like, he said some things about it, not being romantic. And people were like, yeah, sometimes gay people just have sex, like normal, not normal, (laughs) but like heterosexual people. Like, so there's just a little bit of that. And I just was kind of like, I think the bubble is bursting a little bit. Like they just need to do less, uh, is what I'm thinking. And Olivia Wilde, uh, in her variety feature, Got a little more in detail. She Talked about her divorce and being served papers uh, mm. by Jason Sudeikis' representative in the middle of her presentation, as Yikes. we talked about previously. There's been multiple like mixed responses to this. One being like, "Yes, yeah, she didn't deserve that. Like, that was terrible." Another person being, another group being like, "You know, she was like, it was my workplace. In any other workplace, it would be seen as an attack. It was really upsetting, and it shouldn't have been able to happen." And like, yes, she was on stage. It shouldn't happen like that. However, people on Twitter are like people get served in workplaces all the time. Like it's an incredibly common place to track someone down and find them. Obviously Mm -hmm. this is a special case. However, you know? Yeah. And you know, she talked about, she was like, there was a reason I left that relationship and Mm -hmm. all sorts of things going on. So I, I just, people seem to get more annoyed by them the more they talk. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it just feels like the backlash is brewing. And I just think, I know now is not the time to take a step back because their movie is approaching and they are forced to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm exhausted by the discourse and if I'm exhausted by the discourse, I know everyone else is. So Yeah, you're doing
2: gymnastics even just like trying to cover this be like, well some people say this and then they like, right. say this. There's and then, <laughs> just,
4: Exactly. And it's not like there's a huge backlash like and again, right. like the backlash yeah. against her is largely undeserved from like fans who think yeah. their relationship is fake, but like sure. it's just so many people saying things and I'm like we just all need to just Relax and then watch the movie yeah. that comes out, and then we can talk about the movie. You
3: know that is that's so interesting because I remember remember when that Kate Galavan from The Bachelor came on yes. the Bachelor Party podcast, told the Harry Styles
4: story, which was yeah, great. Told
3: the an amazing Harry Styles story, and then she, all these Harry Styles fans yeah. attacked her, and it was like, oh my! God. It's just the nature.
4: It's the nature of crazy fans in any oh my god he context, has and like fans. they're always going to go after you know, women who associate them with him, but it's like, you know, and there is a degree of like, just ignore it, but also like, you can only do that so much. Anyway, it's just, I just need everyone to log off, touch grass. Uh, We'll go see the movie and then we can draw our conclusions. Then do we think the movie is going to be good? No.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) I think it's (laughs) going to be bad. I
4: actually really think it's going to be bad. Uh, I'm going to go see it and I'm sure I'll have a great time in some respects. Whether sure. it's a, a real, like a, you know, a watch or a hate watch. Mm. Um, but I have very low expectations for it mm. at this point. So we'll Damn. see. We'll see. Okay. All right.
2: Or we'll like see. Um, next
3: one, Amelia. Okay. <laughs> well, it, we weren't expecting it. Um, uh, this is a new segment that I like to call Snip Snip, where I name one man who should get snipped. And <laughs> um, I'm kidding. This is not actually a real segment. But um. <laughs> Nick Cannon revealed he is expecting his 10th child with model Brittany Bell after he posted a video of the two of them during a maternity shoot on Instagram. And <laughs> he used the hashtags, hashtag sunshine and hashtag S-O-N, like sun rise. So will the kid be named sunshine or something with the mm-hmm. sun? Is mm-hmm. it a boy? Maybe. I don't know. She looks very pregnant, so she's pretty far along probably in the third trimester.
4: I, I, I mean, I don't, it's just, what are we doing? I feel like maybe a month ago, two months ago, we were like, we're never going to talk about Nick Cannon again. We but I think at that say. point, at that point, we genuinely were like, he can't have another kid so quickly. Like we thought it would be at least no. a while. We right. had no idea that mere months later, weeks later, he would be having another kid. And so like, it's, what, it, what are we to do? What are we to do other than report on <laughs> It is our journalistic duty. Exactly. It's, we're on the Nick Cannon beat, unfortunately. And like, I don't, we don't have any other choice. We
3: really, and it is like, so, it is it is like, like honestly farcical at this point. Like, it, it is it's just like, are you, okay, really again?
4: It has and, to be on purpose at this point. Like he must know that like it's right. his brand and he's like, yes. people aren't going to talk about me unless I'm popping out kids. And so like, got to keep them going. He's going to like single-handedly- guess. Cause a population crisis. I, just I know
3: it. I saw exhausting. some tweet that was like, you know, years from now, everyone's going to be like related to each other through Nick Cannon or something. <laughs> um, That's where we're headed. It is. And it's kind of scary. Him and Elon Musk. Oh my God. Two, yeah. two of the weirdest people. Um, to recap, just so, you know, everyone is clear. Here are the kids that he has or are on the way. He has twins, Amelia, Amelia. We're going to
4: try to keep this category
3: short. We'd be here all day. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, okay. okay. No, that was just a
4: joke about how many kids he has. You can go through the names.
3: Okay, I promise it'll be fast. I mean, yeah, it'll. Okay, twins, Monroe and Moroccan, born in 2011 to Mariah Carey, a son, Golden, born in 2017, and a daughter, Powerful Queen, born in 2020 to model Brittany Bell, who again is the one that's pregnant right now again. Uh, oh. Twins, yeah, Zion, and at least he's keeping it in like a, right. a family's, I okay. guess. Um, twins, Zion and Zillionaire, born in 2021 to DJ Abby De La Rosa. Sons, legendary, born literally a few months ago to Brie Taisi, who is obviously, he, she's a model. She's Johnny Manzel's ex-wife. And she's also, Liz, she's a real estate agent who is going to be on the new season of Selling Sunset. Oh, Wow. So okay. maybe we'll get a Nick Cannon crossover. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He needs a um, big house for all
2: those friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. That's a good point. Um, a son, Zen, who was also born in 2021 to model Alyssa Scott. Uh, sadly, he passed away after five months due to a brain tumor. And then Nick is currently expecting a child with DJ Abby De La Rosa due in October. And now he's expecting another child with Brittany Bell.
4: Unreal. Got yeah. it. <sighs> Got so. it. So... Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's where we are. Thank you for that update. Yeah. I hope <laughs> it's another at
2: least couple months before well, I want to see to talk him on about our him when he names his
4: kid something fucking stupid in October, <laughs> and then we're gonna have to talk about the next one when that kid gets a stupid name. So we'll be here all year. <laughs> okay. Two more things in relationship uh, news.
2: One. Sadly, the mm. final couple that was together oh. from season two of Love Is Blind no. is divorcing. It's the nail in the coffin. Nick Lachey is crying in his bed. Danielle and Nick have filed for divorce after one year of marriage. To be honest, if I had to bet my life, I would never have thought these would be the last ones standing. Um, (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Their relationship was fraught from the start, but I appreciate that they tried, gave it a go, you know, took love as blind seriously. Um, But no, they're divorcing now. So... That's it for them and for all of season two. So, like, when all of us inevitably watch season three, we'll just have to take it all with a grain of salt. (laughs) Not that we don't anyway, but yeah, just it's quick. The other piece of divorce news, I'm sorry to say, is Sylvester Stallone is divorcing, or actually, I should say, his wife, soon to be ex wife, Jennifer Mm. Flavin, has filed for divorce um, from Sylvester Stallone after they've been. Yeah, there for decades, like I think 20 plus years, which yeah, is I sad. said 25, yeah. Yeah, they have a couple of daughters. They have a big, happy family, it seemed. But mm. there's a couple of details that like, <laughs> that have been refuted as of this morning, but I still enjoyed reading about them and kind of finding uh, out about them. They've been which, refuted, but have they? Like, which know. was that the center of this divorce, of this like <laughs> long-lasting marriage, centered around— Like a dog and like a new dog, because essentially, I think it allegedly Sylvester Stallone wanted a new dog named Pooch to, quote, protect their family. Okay, and then his wife, Jennifer, was not on board with adding another dog to the family. This is all from TMZ. Apparently, they fiercely stuck to their positions. They couldn't mm. agree. Mm. And then, you know, allegedly, quote, led to an extremely heated argument that brought up other issues. You know, yada, nice. yada. Okay, so there's that piece of news. Alongside that, I think it was Page Six, who was doing dirty work this week, also <laughs> reported on the fact that Sylvester Salone covered up a very large tattoo, <laughs> what was previously of his wife's face, of his other dog, Rocky, I guess, and like now has a photo or a tattoo of his dog on his arm instead of his wife, which it was for all those years. Yes. Um, okay, so they're the they're that. Basically the dogs are causing a lot of like fighting in this relationship Sylvester Stallone has actually told TMZ this morning we did not end the relationship on such a trivial argument but who's to say really who's I don't know. it lines up? up
4: and I have to say I was you know following this as you guys talked about it but I did not really sink in until I saw the tattoo he <laughs> there was a picture of you know the old tattoo with his wife's face and then the cover-up which like you know I mean it's a tattoo so you can only cover up so much yeah and sure. it's like this dog's face, but then you can still kind of see her face underneath it. Like the dog kind of has mm-hmm. like two sets of eyes because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. a yeah. woman with a dog on top. And it's actually so scary. Yeah. And yeah. Absurd. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, even if it didn't end because of the dog, like I'm sure there were other factors at play. Like the sure. well, sure. dog obviously played but into it.
2: And the fact, and that, the the fact that he covered it up. From right. dog, yeah. It, two dogs, was, two separate fights. It's a significant it, part. It yeah. really I, I mean,
3: I'm I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist, but everything Please. seems to kind of line up like, oh, he got the tattoo covered up of his wife's right. face with the dog. And then they did actually get a dog. Like I don't know. All signs like of kind of one instance of a dog thing. is like,
2: yeah, you know, but Wait, two instances of a dog. What me once? Your thing where you're like, I have yeah, if I had a dive. dive <laughs> right. Dive, yeah. I'd have two dives, which is kind of significant in another yeah, spot. Exactly, um,
4: exactly.
2: Okay, let's wow. move on. This might be the quickest category in T 10 history. I actually let's
4: time it. Let's is a historical.
2: See. This is this week in social media and it might last all of three minutes. Go ahead, Amelia.
3: <laughs> okay, so TikToker at Residual Data made a now deleted video examining. Aubrio Day from Danity Kane her Instagram posts which uh this person found were either pictures taken from other influencers or other Promotional travel photos of which Aubrey had photoshopped herself into. So if you go over to her Instagram, Aubrey O'Day's Instagram, it's literally just beautiful Southeast Asia destination photos that Aubrey has clearly photoshopped herself into. Like there's one where she's on a swing with a red dress, doing yoga poses in flowy dresses, gazing out at islands, her ass out as she straddles a palm tree. (laughs) And they're all accompanied by inspirational lifestyle quotes. And it's just, it's very obvious that these are uh, Photoshop. Wow.
4: Exactly. And, How do you and she's think just you're like inserting get herself in. I away with that. Well, As a see,
3: that it's, who, I, I know. It's kind of wow. like, okay. And then. But the best part of this isn't that she stole these photos and then photoshopped her in. Because that, that in itself is, is, is kind of funny. But the best part is that Aubrey clapped back yeah. with a photo set of two pictures. One where she's wearing a thong bikini in front of what appears to be the gates of heaven. And then the other wow. is an image of her in the same thong bikini hugging Jesus. And she ta- she's like, I took the PJ to heaven, ran into Jesus and hugged it out. He told me to let the child on TikTok with so much to say about my life. Uh, you don't have to concentrate on others uh, to be your own special version of yourself. And that but actually, originally, the quote was he told me to let the little bird on TikTok with so much to say about my life that she needs to stop washing her pussy in the sink.
4: Stop! And oh. then she edited it because she was like, "That was too came in too hot with that." <laughs> what? Who, who amongst us oh hasn't told someone in
3: anger to stop washing their pussy in the sink, stop. only to immediately regret coming at that person so hard? You know? Oh so, my god! It's wow, kind of crazy. However, she she actually made kind of a good point. She was like, "If I want my Instagram to be created like a museum of art." Then that's what the fuck is going to happen. I'm an artist, a real creator. Sure, I, I mean so. that my brain is broken when
2: I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it kind of makes sense.
4: Like, sure, I mean it <laughs> would be like if someone stole a painting and painted right. something onto it and was like, I created this myself <laughs> entirely from scratch. Mm. So I don't know, quite sure. yeah, that's, if, that's that's a good that point. matches. But you know, it's true. You can, but you your, know your Instagram feed can be whatever you want. Our I day. appreciated
2: she said respect my aesthetic. I work hard to give y'all beautiful content that feels the way the places I travel vibrate. So she's not actually like right. uh, okay. traveling sure. herself. So.
3: Sure. No, we don't even there. know if she actually lives there. She might be doing this out of like a hotel. A basement. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, um, uh, Yeah. So she also said in like a DM conversation that she posted on her Instagram story that, quote, a pic of me drenched with pit stains after I've hiked two hours to a location just doesn't excite me visually, which, OK, I Sure, oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I do get it. Yeah. Um, but I I do love that she had to change the original quote that she
2: had on this photo to something a little nicer. <laughs>
4: that is really funny. Yeah. Wow. Who
2: amongst us hasn't curated? You know their yeah. Instagram. You know, right? This is a great exactly. segue,
4: actually, into Liz's Liz's next. Yes. topic
2: Yeah. This will be all of thirty seconds. It's kind of also an apology to Kate. I <laughs> believe she talked about this a really long time ago. Once again, I'm late. Um, guys, be real is the answer to anyone's prayers who like memes is trying to like segue off of social media, not scroll so much. I'm on Be Real for 30 seconds a day. I don't know how the app works beyond to take one photo. And then I close out and it's, that's it. And that's the only, and it feels like social media because it's like you post quote unquote a photo, but it's not because I don't know how to add. It's like, there's not a lot going on in
4: there. The app (laughs) is very simple. It's like very purposely like the three people who you allowed to see you without makeup. That's me.
2: Anyway, so just if anyone was in search or needed like a little nudge to see what's up, just like add two people of choice and just pretend it's Instagram and go about your day. Exactly. I like it (laughs) too. Thank you for getting on the be real train. Yes, and I'm sorry again.
4: Um, Okay, last (laughs) one. This one I'm excited about. Oh, this is fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. The corn kid. We got to talk about him. I was going to talk about him even before the corn song uh, was made (laughs) because listen, I'm a Hoosier. I'm from Indiana. We love corn. The only thing anyone knows about Indiana is that- We like corn and uh, and basketball and basketball. Those are the two the two tenants of living in Indiana. And so as soon as Corn Kid started to blow up, uh, I sent it to my mom. Sent a couple other (laughs) Hoosiers. Was like, look, our people. Uh, Corn Kid is a kid who loves corn, and he was interviewed (laughs) uh, on a TikTok account or excuse me, it was a YouTube account. It's like Recess something. And he is just one of those cute kids who has a lot to say. And he's talking about how much he loves corn. (laughs) He's at some sort of festival holding corn on the cob, which looks great, by the way. I love corn Mm -hmm. on the cob. And uh, just some incredible quotes. He's like, when I tried it with butter, everything changed. And then he's like, I mean, look at this thing. It's corn. And like, he just has all these like, really, he's really excited about corn. So people immediately were like, this kid is adorable. Corn is great. He's so right. Uh, However, it blew up even more when a creator on TikTok... Named at Yoho, uh, <laughs> made it into a song, a uh, sound, if you will, for TikTok. Basically songified it. Now, I saw this song and I was like, hmm, this reminds me of Auto-Tune the News. I don't know if you remember that. It was by the Gregory Brothers. They did the oh, uh, Bed Invader song, yes. Bed Intruder, where it's like, run and Bed tell intru- that <laughs> yeah, boy." From like that. 2010, oh, it yeah. took over our schools. Auto-Tuning the News was their big thing. So I looked them up. Same guys. They have of course. switched to Songify the news mm-hmm. and they've started making TikTok sounds, which have already gone viral. There was one from Stranger Things that I didn't I kind of missed called like Chrissy Wake Up. Oh my God. Don't that was been uh, stuck in my head for a month. Yes. I literally watched it one time today and have been have been singing it it's in my head. So since. catchy. Yes. Sorry. Uh, so they have they are back. They're still around. They're using their powers for evil on TikTok now. And okay. they made a corn kid song. So basically that's they funny. just auto tuned him into a song. It's blowing up again on TikTok. It's everywhere. And it just feels like a full circle moment for the internet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, these guys have been, you know, doing this stick, which works incredibly well. Perhaps it is incredible uh, to mm-hmm. make things go viral for like 12 years now. And yeah, here we are career. again with corn kid. It just feels like very OG internet again. Yes, that's uh, so true. I'm, people are going to get tired of corn kid within like two days. He's on cameo already. It's like, okay. Oh, you know, he's, he's very cute. And I hope he's he really has a lot of money to buy a lot of corn for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is a very like OG vintage internet moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of like, you don't know, remember the kid that was like, I like turtles? And then, yes. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. When it kind of
3: There's
2: always a kid who always or loves The one that's something. like, I don't watch the news. Do you remember that one? Is like the redhead
4: kid? <laughs> yeah. Or he's like, apparently, or whatever. Oh, yeah, know yeah, how yeah, I exactly. all that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's social media. Great stuff. How'd we We do? We gotta do it. Uh, (sighs) It was like eight minutes. Not great.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) We got carried
4: away. Oh, my God.
1: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that street wear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
3: On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They of my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
2: Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the
3: Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate
2: for children under 13.
0: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
2: Let's do cringe mode. This week, we are covering a movie called Purple Hearts on Netflix. And a lot of people are talking about it.
4: They are. Uh, The first thing that happened is this movie came out on Netflix and a lot of kids watched it, a lot of youths, and it got really popular. So then Mm. a lot of film critics started watching it being like, apparently I have Uh to watch this fucking Netflix movie because it's incredibly popular. So then I started seeing tweets from people who love movies and love film about this movie and making fun of it and being like, what the hell has happened here? Uh, Mm -hmm. And so then it just became a big thing of like, why is this so popular? Why are Mm -hmm. so many people watching it? Is it good? No, it's not spoiler. (laughs) Uh, But we were like, I think we have to watch it. And also, you know, some conversations about why it's problematic, which we'll get into to some degree, but we're mostly here to discuss the more fun ways in which it's bad. As we tend to purple hearts is about now. listen. Here's, here's the concept of the purple hearts (laughs) title. (laughs) There's a red heart. He is uh, a, he's in, the, no, he's a Marine. Excuse me. He's I almost a Marine, said Navy yeah. SEAL. He's a Marine and he's a conservative guy. So therefore his heart is red. And there's a girl named Cassie and she's, she's liberal. You can tell because she has Black Lives Matter banners and pride banners outside her house. And she says things uh, like, well, we'll get into her quotes later on, but she, she says has some, she's very woke. Future t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And or that's how you can female, tell. Sorry. And her yeah. heart, her heart is blue. And these two opposites bridge the political divide in a very absurd way. And they fall in love and their hearts become purple because they both become more moderate politically in the name of love. So, basically, this is like a fake dating movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has type 1 diabetes. She's like a bartender. She sings in a bar and she can't afford her insulin. She needs money. She meets this Marine. He also needs money because he has like old, like a drug guy coming after him because he used to be addicted to drugs. He has like drug debts. They -hmm. decide to fake marry because despite their differences, because uh, they need money and they need whatever allowance is given to like the military for marriages, obviously this blows up. They fall in love in the process. He goes to war, he gets hurt, he comes back. They live together for a while. People find out. They break up. She becomes a famous singer. He gets court-martialed. He takes the fall for her. She decides she's in love with him and forgives him right before he goes to jail for six months, which is not <laughs> oh very long. God. And then it's uh, not the of the easy. Movie, He got off easy. And then at the end of the movie, uh, they're together happily ever after. Okay. So that was the best I could do. Sorry, there's a lot going on here. That was really good. That was good. Thank you. Uh, Let's do the highlights. Kate? My highlight is the fact that this movie immediately beat the Irishman (laughs) in Netflix original first week views. Uh, It's number seven on the all time. So like week one views. Uh, I assume just from word of mouth. And again, like Netflix stats. I'm like, is this real? Also, I would love to know how long you have to watch The Irishman for its account. Like, is oh, it only people who made it through like good... all three hours?
3: Yeah, um, that's a good point. But listen,
4: Purple Heart's not a short movie. It's like two hours. I was like, yeah. this is longer than yeah. it needs to be. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're looking for a highlight in a bad movie, we always look to that runtime first to see if we can mm-hmm. give it credit for 90 minutes. Nope. It's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> not this one. Uh, but I do think it's funny that, you know, Whenever something stupid like this beats uh, something, that's like the Irishman, like prestige. I always think it's a little bit funny. So um, that's a highlight. Highlight for me is also that the fake dating, fake marriage trope is just an iconic and ridiculous narrative function. It's absolutely absurd. And I think it can be really fun when it's (laughs) executed well. Like you have to be in on the joke, right? Right. and this movie is not this movie. <laughs> this movie is very self serious and really thinks it's saying some important things. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they did make this like very tropey <laughs> fake dating, fake marriage movie, like we mm-hmm. have to fool the people to make them think we're in yes. love. Oh no, uh-huh. we fell in love. Um, oh no. I did appreciate that. Also, they just really threw a lot of tropes at this movie. There's also like they get to a hotel after they get married and there's, oh, no, there's only one bed. What is to be done? <laughs> I swear I ordered a room with two. It's like, oh, I know what's coming. Damn, here. Yeah, that's really funny. And again, I just the classics, you know, sometimes is it is classic. It's worth a yeah. shot. It's worth a shot. I just would love to be in the writer's room where they're like, wait, hold up. Crazy <laughs> idea. There's only one bed. And they're like, Whoa. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's so like that was a highlight almost, for me. It's
3: almost comedic, you know, where mm-hmm. they yeah, take elements of that. like it happens that. and you're like, here it is. Yeah. Yep. It's familiar. Yeah. It's familiar food. <laughs> yes. So true. Um, I just want to say, I thought there was an interesting camera filter choice going on here, which I actually appreciated because it was very, there are a lot of blues, a lot yes. of um, cooler tones. Yes. Uh, we have what appears to be what I like to call the David Fincher Gone Girl filter going on
4: here. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe a little, um, twilight, little twilight, a little twilight blue exactly. action. Exactly, yes. Yeah.
3: And I also, I appreciate it because, you know, as I get older, I don't want to see bright ass lights to sure. damage my ret- retinas further. So, yeah. you know what? I If I have to stare at this thing for two hours... Thank you for making it kind of <laughs> muted. You know,
2: absolutely great yeah. highlight, Amelia. <laughs> Thank that you. Was so good. Both of these highlights from you are really oh, good. Go ahead. and We tried so one. hard. We tried really hard.
3: I, I really, yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I love Tapatio. I, I think it is honestly my favorite hot sauce. That in well, Cholula is pretty good too. But um, so I don't even remember this scene. But <laughs> they're like sitting down and eating tacos. I guess I don't know. And He has a packet of tapatillo and I was like,
4: oh, I love tapatillo. So. <laughs> I This is my favorite category of Amelia highlights. You did this in um the... Church Joyous church Noise. Choir. choir, Noise. Yeah, where you no. were like, Kiki Palmer was like, eating some chips, and you were like, my highlight is that I love It was Sweet Mountain Onion, Kate. <laughs> yes. God. Those are Sorry. so good, Kate. You need to find of uh, of a course. bag of them. I love you. I think this should become a thing, just like endorsing, <laughs> Amelia endorsing I food One food in product movies. in
2: yeah. in each movie.
4: Um, Yeah, mine are
2: equally... Uh, they're like an equal level of highlight. Uh, first of all, <laughs> shout out Spotify. That was a random mm. line. She's like a musician and a singer trying to make it in this movie. Mm. And it's just rare when like Netflix throws, a obviously everything they do is purposeful. So the fact that she was like, and it was featured on a Spotify playlist and I suddenly blew up and had a thousand hits on this, whatever. I was like, okay, great. Good for the company. Good yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, and then the last highlight that is more real movie based is that these two, Sophia Carson and Nicholas Galitzine, are the two lead actors. Clearly, very beautiful people. The amount of glamour shots that are in this movie is actually kind of distracting, but good for maybe their future careers if they need like different sure. headshots, or, like different film sure. where it's just like them uh, alone. They were like center screen in the center of the frame, uh-huh. lit in this like glowy bluish light, just kind of like their faces a lot of this movie individually. Yes. They like both individually have a lot to put in their reel. Um, and <laughs> yes, that was yes. the intention it felt like it was. And while their actual performances I didn't love, um, their actual faces, you know, I like now know their faces really well if that was the point of that, <laughs> that is directorial so choice. Great highlight, Liz. Really yeah, good. It um, is. Okay, let's do the lowlights. Let's get into it. All right.
4: So, just, I don't think we we put this anywhere else. So just like a blanket, like a lot of military propaganda in this movie as mm-hmm. a concept, like pretty flawed. I read an article. They had to like work with the Marines to like approve some things and add some scenes because oh. of the scene where like there are some racist Marines. They were like, well, now you have to make us look good. Like Ooh. there's a lot, a lot of that. And uh, yeah, some of the the political stuff in this movie just is not good. So it's yeah. yeah. a blanket statement. Like it is as problematic as people are saying <laughs> on social media. Yeah. However, yeah. there are so many other things wrong with it, which we're about to get into. Uh, first low light, uh, Sophia Carson, I'm so sorry uh, to you <laughs> for this. She is a Disney star. She's on The Descendants. And yeah. as a Disney star, she is also a singer and she's <laughs> a singer contract, in this movie. She is a singer, <laughs> yeah. She is a singer in this movie. Uh, she does a lot of covers. Her songs are like apparently doing incredibly well on the Billboard charts. Yes, Very popular they are. from this movie. They are so annoying to me. The the crimes that she has committed to the song Sweet Caroline, uh, which is her first cover in this movie. She is very breathy. And um, it's just I found that, you know, usually the music for us is like a highlight of a bad movie. Right. I was one of the worst parts for me was her songs. So that was tough. Uh, totally, generally are only like redeeming quality of movies. I skipped through several of the songs. There were so many performances. A this it's is trying to be a musical hard. movie. Yeah. It was like yeah. Stars Born meets what yes. I'm about to say, like Nicholas Sparks. But it was like you can't do both. Like <laughs> it's this movie so is true. Too it's long. So true. Um, it really wanted to be a Nicholas Sparks movie, but with yeah. music, and it just doesn't have that special sauce. I think a part of it is. It just doesn't, like, the guy just does not have, like, that Channing Tatum, Dear John. Like, it really wanted to be, like, Dear John. Yes. Um, And you just need, you need a star to carry a Nicholas Sparks movie. And he doesn't have the charisma. He has nothing. And I, (laughs) yeah, it just, on so many levels, didn't work. It was, like, bare bones, Nicholas Sparks, you know, father issues, someone dies. Right. There's love, there's sadness. God. I, But it was not, you know, we we watched a lot of Nicholas Sparks movies on this podcast, and some of them are good. And even the bad ones are better than this. So low light for me, again, with the political stuff at the end of the movie, uh, she you know, her heart has become purple. And so she put she has these, you know, Black Lives Matter and pride banners on her balcony, which get several sort of shout outs throughout the movie as proof that she's woke. And in the last shot or the last like montage of the movie, she has an American flag banner next to the Black Lives Matter banner, which I'm like, that's basically an oxymoron. Like those don't go together generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a welcome home like military banner, like all four of them. I'm like, I just <laughs> you I'm are contradicting be- oh, yourself right. in it's- several ways. But uh, yeah. visually, I understand the point they're trying to make. Uh it's really so bad, right? Really bad. They're really
3: hitting you over the head with yes. this, like so much. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we, we get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I also, you know, there was one character that I felt really bad for in this movie. And it actually was not any of the two leads. It was (laughs) Frankie, who is the Marine BFF of like kind of both of them. And Mm -hmm. he is the guy that she tries to get married to at first, but he's engaged to someone or he's going to be engaged to someone else. And uh, he's there to witness them getting married. And he's like. He also, spoiler alert, later dies in uh, action. Very sad. And he also is like, "You guys need rings. Here, wear the ring that I saved for for my fiance. Keep it warm for me. Wear the ring." In what world does this happen? <laughs> What fucking world? I'm sorry, but Not like- Not this one. Yeah, I, no. It's just like the suspension of belief going on here. Again, it's very much like the bed thing too. It's like, oh, a bed? It's like, oh, oh, oh a ring that
4: we can wear?
2: There's a lot of unbelievable stuff happening here. Yes, extremely. Agreed. Kate touched on this. Obviously, it's a line that I'm going to repeat later in the lightning round, but it, it's more of just like, I'm using this line as a through line for this movie. So- you know, they meet for the first time. This is a minute and 30 seconds into this movie where I'm like, oh, what is this about? A group of Marines come in. She's like a bartender with her friend. And they kind of immediately just start so hot with the back and forth, like, you know, red heart, blue heart to do, you know, that kind of discourse. And then one of his stupid ass friends is like, oh, so are good enough to fight for your ass, but not good enough to touch it. And it's dialogue like that that come up 4,000 times in this movie that he just kind of, the main character, the guy we're supposed to like kind of root for, like kind of looks at him, kind of smirks and he's like, oh, that's just like, you know, Brad being Brad. (laughs) And then like later in the movie after their, it's like their marriage celebration, their wedding celebration. And then this other guy is being an actual dick. And the guy, the protagonist, instead of kind of like, Making it interesting and nuanced, and like having him like be any type of in between is just like tells his wife to sit down and is like he's just joking around. And I'm like, that's not the dialogue we need if this is gonna be right. Any How type are we supposed to root like you? Him. Like, right. I, yeah. so, I just hated this man. Terrible, so freaking annoying. <laughs> um, and then yeah, he says he's they're like blowing off steam as like <laughs> a, a, an okay. excuse to okay. Eh, okay. Okay, my other two lowlights are, like Kate said, just like more <laughs> just funny nitpicks I had. I cannot tell you how bothersome this was to me. Again, like I said, there's a lot of glamour shots of these two protagonists, um, and particularly Sophia Carson. This woman, they're in Oceanside, okay, which is Southern California, right? Almost next to San Diego. Hot, hot place. This woman, almost the whole movie, is in these, like, big, chunky turtlenecks and has her hair (laughs) tucked into her sweater and has these two dramatic pieces of hair just kind of, like, right there (laughs) in the whole time. And then her whole hair is behind her neck. And it's, like, that the whole movie. Oh, my God. And it pissed me off. Like, I couldn't even tell you. Anyway, I just, like, couldn't stop staring at it. I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, her being, like, kind of, like, you know she's like artsy and cool and this like right. kind of casually sexy woman but I just hated it <laughs> because I know it's itchy I know what that feels like no one yes. likes <laughs> that feeling
4: like. unrealistic okay exactly
2: last one so he is
4: overseas
2: and they are keeping in contact as close as they can they got to FaceTime a lot or like video chat to like keep up this ruse and in, he's in a computer room, right, where, like, it seems as though other people are trying to call loved ones, watch the news, kind of, like, be on the computer doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> and these two are chatting it up about her music career. No headphones, full volume, Where it's so loud so that, it, like, there's actual dialogue where, like, other people turn and they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, clearly, it, it, like, everyone's listening to this conversation, to which I ask, like, I don't think these these Marines want to hear about you and your life. And she does like a whole performance. Right, and she's like, like singing to him. I'm like, you can't put your headphones in for that. This is unrealistic. Oh yeah. God. Other people want to call their loved ones. Like, what? <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. he's, he's just hogging up the whole computer room. So annoying. <laughs> okay. <really> annoying. <laughs> anyway, otherwise, oh. Amelia, you got more?
3: Yeah, so this is also a nitpick, but uh, what in the, the Newsmax <laughs> is this Photoshopping going on during when Frankie dies? There's like this, this, like, I don't even know. It's like there's an American flag in the back. And you know how Newsmax is like the Donald Trump News source. And so mm. they, they don't have a bunch of money. So they, and they, not a lot of talented people work there. So they're like, <laughs> do a lot of photoshopping and like use of stock images. And that's what is giving in this thing. And they, they can't even, aff- I, isn't this a Netflix movie? They can't afford to use a an actor who actually wears glasses like this woman is clearly wearing fake glasses oh, she's yes. in front of this house being like this is the house of Frankie where and his parents live here and he's dead now and and you can tell that as is- that she is doing it in front of a green screen. And it's like, yes. you couldn't pay for her to just go in front of a house right. and like point yeah. to it.
4: Yeah. It's just like... Wild stuff. It's wild. Like, the bu- what is the budget for this film? It's just very confusing. <laughs> I had a lot of questions about the Hollywood Bowl scene too, but we don't need to get into it. Was <laughs> oh, she there? No. Was she not? I couldn't tell. How do not to the machine allow her name to be attached
2: to this artist? I don't understand. Anyway. I don't...
3: Yeah, it's very weird. And then also, I just want to say just as like... A, to cap things off, this movie is just trauma porn after a certain point. I mean, we've got deaths, we've got drug addiction, we've got debt, we've got, we like name a a traumatic, exactly. Name something traumatic and I guarantee it's in this movie.
2: Yep. Too much. Yeah, we didn't even touch on the fact that she's like, has diabetes and is like, dire health situations multiple times. like like four times. Yeah, it's all, it's all a lot.
4: It's too much. (sighs) All right, we're getting through it. Halfway done. Let's do what is age the best and the worst. Uh, You see, just like in general, like, you know, these like, oh, she is woke and liberal and edgy. Yeah. Uh, You see her. She has this flight of birds tattoo on her wrist, which is like very much, again, like Um, Pinterest 2012. The like little black birds scattering. I saw that 10 seconds and I was like, we're going to have a bad time. (laughs) Yeah. I just just, think that's right. This is going to be It's going to be tough. Yeah. So that didn't age well. (laughs) No,
3: it didn't. Um, I would say, I guess aged well as Sophia Carson just because, you know, she's been she's had this Disney career, but she's been second fiddle to freaking Dove Cameron True. on The Descendants. Um, I don't ask how I know that. But uh, <laughs> she was also referred to as one of, quote, four girls by Britney Spears, which I'm sure she thought was probably pretty hurtful. So I'm glad that she's In finally what context. Getting... Well, I mean, Britney had every right to be upset, but it was like there was a performance that Jamie Lynn did with like Haley Steinfeld and Sophia Carson and Kelsey Ballerini or whatever. Mm. And Britney was like, I hated this. It was just like four girls performing my songs. And oh, I like, ooh, oh, yeah. yikes. Um, yeah. So, you know, but she's finally getting her Time in the, the sun, I guess. So yeah, sure. be for Sophia. Getting yeah.
4: out, the blue the blue tinted sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, just like age the worst, just the whole like bridge the political gap thing. It made me think of Chris Evans' website. Uh oh my I think god. Literally called like Bridge the Gap. And then I was like, has, has Chris <laughs> Evans seen this? I just makes it. me wonder. He should have been the Marine. Maybe that would have been a better movie. Actually. Um That's you know. actually that is actually good casting <laughs> by you. He would have been a little old, but uh no. I would've, you know. I, I just I'm like, oh yeah, it's in age 12. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, what is age the best? So this movie's, like Kate said, is doing just incredibly well. Um, so many people are watching it. As of a day ago, this is gonna be like this enters Netflix's top 10 most popular movies of all time on that platform.
4: Already. So, it's been out like a week.
2: I know that. I know. It's crazy. I don't know. So they, especially on social media, are releasing. Tons of stuff about this movie. There's deleted scenes. There's unreleased footage. There's bloopers. There's this and that. Somehow they're drumming up hours of additional footage of this godforsaken movie. (laughs) To which I say, can we not get the same treatment for my favorite movie of all time to all the boys I loved before? (laughs) I would have died. I would have like actually done incredible things four years ago to get unreleased footage of those two. Hamming it up on camera. Right? I just, I cannot believe this is the additional
4: content we're getting is
2: for this yeah. movie.
4: Also, on that note, it's been almost exactly four years since that movie Aww. came out uh, this week. <sighs> and compared to this, it has aged like a fine wine. Yeah. That oh, is my cinema. God. It is cinema to me. And also Truly. talk about a great fake dating movie, right? Like you have yes. to have fun with it. You have to make it fun. So, so just personally. it. We need to reheat work. to all the boys.
2: That, <laughs> <do>. <laughs> that can mm-hmm. be one that we cover multiple times next
4: year. Like when it's five years since yeah. then, we'll do the re the re to all the boys. All right. Yeah. Um.
2: MVP. Kate.
4: <sighs> I'm gonna give it to Sophia Carson. I shout on her singing, and I did apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> she's not like she's not an actively bad actress. Mm. I would say yeah, she did no not one. have much to work with here. Um. Yeah. But. You know, I watching her scenes. I wasn't like she's a bad actress. You know, so yeah. I, like I was like I hate these songs. So I'm gonna give it to her for her acting. Yeah, uh, MVP. I like her. I think yeah, she's yeah, she's you fine. Know, fun. Yeah. I would watch another movie with her in it. Yeah, probably.
3: That's a yes. Great point. Um yes. I'm going to give my MVP to Netflix just because this show is, you know, seemingly everywhere, and it's hard to do that nowadays. And now, and they have mm-hmm. the Manti Teo doc, which I think was everywhere yeah. as well.
2: So they're, you know, riding a wave. Which I mean, they yeah. always do, but yeah. yeah, sure, they're riding an everlasting wave. Um, mm-hmm. I my MVP, Oceanside, San Diego area. I think watching Top Gun <laughs> Maverick and this movie in the same summer. I'm like, dang. It's really nice. actually looked better in Top Gun because it wasn't all blue. It like looked sunny out and like with <laughs> palm trees. But um, that's my MVP. It just seems a nice place to live. Great pick. totally. Let's do lightning round. And I'm going <laughs> to do the first one and then hand it over. Um, what was the worst fake
4: woke line in this movie? Right off the bat. She's like, do you have a PhD in mansplaining? <laughs> Which, I cringed into my couch. <laughs> I was like, oh no, no. And it's just the whole movie's this kind of shit. It was very much like fake woke white fem- Not or like just white, not white feminism because she's not white, but like the classic brand of like, you know, nasty woman like <laughs> energy. It's terrible.
2: Terrible. Sorry. Terrible.
3: <laughs> oh. Um, mine was we're still in Iraq. And then she goes, another war that never ends. Like That was supposed to be such we a powerful and also you moment, don't,
4: too. It's just like. You are you don't know that we're still in Iraq? It's <laughs> just like, what the okay. fuck?
2: Again, this was like first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <about it>. this is <laughs> so. I'll you see my we, line.
4: we like I'm really gonna, quickly. And then we were like, nah, I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to repeat what I said before, which is. Right. So we're good enough to fight for your ass, but not good enough to touch it. No, sir. Yeah.
4: No, you're not. No, no terrible. Never. Amelia, the next two questions are Amelia and they're just great stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had Chaos. fun with this. Amelia came in to s- cause problems. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> Hit it. Uh,
3: okay, hottest branch of the military. I'm sorry if there are military people listening and think that I... They I was- aren't still, probably.
4: <laughs> 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 They've stopped by now. Um, a recency bias because of Top Gun Maverick. I'm going to go Air Force. I love that. Right? The that pl- like yeah, a plane the is hot. It,
3: yeah. It is. It is hot, and it takes skill. Um, yeah. I said the Navy because of the Navy SEALs. You know mm. that's hot. Yeah,
4: like cool. yeah, you
3: killed Osama Bin Laden. That's awesome. Great work. Yeah,
4: I would say like uniform wise, Air Force not so much because the helmet. Oh kind sure, of, but then like the dress uniforms are always good. So yeah, objectively, I guess I would say Air Force. But yeah, Navy I also like good. Yeah, so you know? good. Well, you know, to a degree. <laughs> Liz did not have a take on either of these next two questions. Shockingly. <laughs> Uh Amelia, <laughs> what's the last one?
3: Was Luke, who is the main character, uh at the Capitol on January
4: 6th? <laughs> Does he have an alibi? What was he doing? This is a great question. We have to know. Um Ew. No. However, his friends were. And he would talk to you for a long time about how like they're actually really good guys if you get to know them, (laughs) which is why he said I think you should just keep an open mind. They were just there uh, to see what was going on Mm -hmm. and take some um, footage. They were passing by actually. They were just like in the area, so yeah, that's fine. That's I don't think he was, but he knows a lot of people who were. Yeah, perfect answer. I agree. Great question. Bad movie.
2: Let's go on to T Time's unanswerable questions. Um, Kate, I'm handing it back to you.
4: Guys, is Tom Brady going to be on The Mass Singer? <laughs> the internet wants to know. Oh, my goodness. Tom Brady says no. Uh, he refuted this theory that the internet has uh, via Twitter. However, I don't believe him, and I think many others don't. He has been missing from training camp. He, it was announced a while back that he wasn't going to attend training. He wasn't going to attend the first two games of the preseason and no one could figure out why. Like it was just, he's been excused. He's dealing with some personal things. People were like, where's Tom Brady? What is happening? They're in a, uh, I believe someone on TikTok said it first and then it went over to Reddit. Maybe two different people came up with this at the same time. Unclear, but it's blown up on Twitter. The theory is that he has gone on the mass Singer. The reasoning for this, first of all, obviously he doesn't know how long he's gonna be on the show if he goes on the show you're not allowed to say it until you get voted off mm-hmm. obviously this would not be something that they could tell people as a reason for his, his absence also he has a contract with Fox um, and the theory is that maybe he signed a contract when he retired to be on The Masked Singer then when he unretired some oh. scheduling issues happened and Nick so, Cannon got in his face and was like you exactly fucking exactly. Me on the show exactly and, you know, Gronk was on the show. Like, there's some precedent oh. there. Um, okay. And also, Tom Brady's pretty embarrassing. And so, I think people... <laughs> That's his lane. Yeah. Are like this... He would. Like, I think he would. Do I you think see Amelia, you're a Masked Singer expert.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, I think sometimes they get these, like, pretty famous people and they only do one episode. Or they're right. like, oh, we're mm. only going to do one episode. And, and also, he has kids who are, like, young And I think a lot of these celebrities who go on usually use the excuse like, my kids love the show, so that's why I'm
4: on. Yes. Yeah. I I totally see it. I'm not saying it's probable, but I think it's very possible. Yes. Uh, And people on Twitter seem to agree. So Mm, he did say, you know, I wasn't, he like tweeted some video of him on a motorcycle to promote his like underwear company and was was like really him. No, but I think he was like making a joke like I was in a mask this weekend, but like not that kind of mask. Oh However, oh. uh, people don't believe him. So we will see. Yes. All eyes will be on the masked singer. Maybe not probably, <laughs> well, again, but yeah. some eyes will be on the masked singer. And uh-huh. uh, if he's on there, then we will feel incredibly validated.
3: Exactly. Well, and also that tweet is really embarrassing. Like that joke was yeah. embarrassing, and that again, that is in again. Mass- he's corny as hell, you guys. <laughs> exactly. It makes so much it ma- sense. He's not just-
4: too good for this. He's not.
3: <laughs> I know. It, totally. Much so. like how you know Sylvester Stallone. I'm not saying that they divorced over the dot, <laughs> but the evidence is there. It adds up. <laughs> Listen, we're
4: just stating facts on tea time, exactly. you
3: guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, um, next one. Okay, not to pit two strong, beautiful women against each other, but Nicole Kidman recently posed for Perfect Magazine where she's making like the strong arms pose. And goddamn, this woman is jacked. Like, I don't know if this is just for a role that she got so jacked for or if she's just naturally jacked. Mm-hmm. Um, But she's got muscles and they're bulging and she looks phenomenal. So I was wondering who would you take in a fight? Madonna, who is known for being jacked or newly jacked Nicole Kidman?
4: Great question. Really good Uh, question. I'm looking at this article now and they mentioned that on the Vanity Fair cover back in February, she also was like noticeably pretty ripped like Mm. Nicole Kidman was even though she wasn't like flexing really hard. So like this is like real, real shit here. Wow. Um, I would say Madonna. Here's why. Mm -hmm. Madonna's crazy. And (laughs) I think Listen, you can have the muscle and you can have the technique yeah, and you can have all of AMC behind you. But like Madonna's crazy. And I think Madonna would like pull hair and like, just like, that's a great do what point. I think that's probably, I think right. Madonna would do what it takes to win. Um, you're so and right. I don't know that Nicole Kidman would, she is so like squatting face to competition. protect. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking Some, like, like, like fight, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. in an and, alley. Yeah. I didn't, Nicole Kidman, like, again, it also was like still working has protect like the moneymaker. That's a good point. I don't think she would do what it takes. I think Madonna would. hundred percent. You got to factor that in. (laughs) You got to. Got to.
2: Question answered. Thank you. Great question. Wait, speaking of fighting, you guys, (laughs) (laughs) again, late at night, night before we record, I'm like fucking just shoveling through the internet, dumpster diving, trying to find something. And I actually couldn't find anything, but I, I had been thinking about a certain TMZ article I read earlier that day for several hours and I decided, (laughs) screw it. I'm just going to ask this question instead. Um, And the TMZ article that I am talking about is this. Rabid fox attack chomps on woman over and over in gnarly venue. Okay, this is a story of a woman in Ithaca, New York that a fox, the video is actually insane. A fox comes up from behind with rabies and just like starts biting her and they kind of get into this altercation the screenshots of the video which were captured probably from some like home security device okay and it can be funny because she's okay obviously she got a little you know beaten and bruised by the fox but she's okay I Nothing mean, too she's terrible and actually the fox died so that's sad oh. but okay anyway the screenshots of the fight are like kind of humorous and I, <laughs> we'll post I don't them. know if that's rude to say but <laughs> my question is what animal do you guys think you could take it in a fight? Because she puts up a good fight. The screenshot she's got, she does. She's like kind of whipping it around in one screenshot. She's like lifting her leg pretty high up for like an older woman. Yeah. Um, totally. Trying to like get him off her. So I'm, do you guys think you could take a fox? You think you could take
4: something bigger? No.
2: So <laughs> no. no. actually. I don't think.
4: Do you guys remember there was a similar one where like a woman was putting up Christmas lights and a raccoon like dropped onto her <laughs> oh. and she was like fighting the raccoon? <laughs> yeah, I, I only might have asked this question I back, think I yeah. could take a raccoon but I don't know if I could take a fox the fox is like mm. very wiggly and agile and like a raccoon is like you got some body mass there so like you can really yeah. like kick it <laughs> oh I but, see but I think the fox is like hard like she's obviously having trouble connecting you know and like <laughs> it's like you can like it's when she's kicking her leg at it, like it's kind of to the side, like it's too athletic and too agile. <laughs> and so I think I could take the raccoon, but I don't think I could take the fox. <laughs> you know, like you could take the, that's a fair I don't point. know. The fox is like really like.
2: like it's, riding, really to, know, just it's really hard. Yeah, it. hands
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. The fox seems seems like a tough opponent. yeah <laughs> That's a good point. Liz,
2: Do you think you could take the fox? No, I can't take anything. Actually, you guys, a raccoon a couple weeks ago was in my house, trapped inside my parents' bathroom, and we had to call animal control. Nothing happened, you know. It was not rabid. I'll send you guys the video. It's crazy though. Raccoon? You not told us this? I actually don't know. I'll send you guys after we stop recording. (laughs) Raccoons are a little bit bigger than you think. Like Kate said, like I probably could kick it, whether or not I could kick it with any force that it would like be affected by it. But I probably couldn't like actually defeat it.
4: Box. Wait, guys! Remember when Kaya fought a bear? <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. she told when it on the, on the watch. Vacation? She said this. Yeah, I know she doesn't love us. Kaya, do you think you could take a fox? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think clamped out on her leg. Yeah, I think it's like too <laughs> agile, <laughs> too wiggly. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I could either. You're probably right. A fox is legit. Plus, like that's a that's a predator. You know, a raccoon like fuck just eats like your dog food and fish, but like fox is like out there. Unless it's stuff. rabid who knows yeah, Kate? that's part true might be, that's Kate. Yeah. anyway yeah. stay safe out there you guys we can't, <laughs> we can't
2: fight or defend ourselves for shit so um, okay. hope you guys can All anyway right. that's it that's another episode another week <laughs> in the books you guys sure it's true um, <laughs> um, thank you guys really thank you for listening um, and thank you to our producer Kaya I'm Liz Kelly I'm Kate Hallowell
3: and I'm Amelia